Hey guys, welcome back to the Peace Talks podcast. Today, I'll be joined by Emerson, Jordan, Mitchell, and Graham. And I'm Brian, by the way. Um, and today, we'll just be talking about all the fun stuff that's been happening this week on campus, sports-related, and pop culture-wise. So, yeah, let's just start off with some school news. What's happening, y'all? Um, well, we started back classes this week in person, mm-hmm. which has been very opinionated for some people and then other people not necessarily caring. A lot of people are worried about, obviously, the coronavirus and um, being in contact with other people, especially being in classrooms where we're sitting a little closer. Personally, I enjoy it more. I get to talk with people and have those interactions and I feel more connected with my teachers and more connected with my classes now. I'm not as like distracted and um, I don't also like wander away from the computer. So I kind of hear everything. How are you feeling, Emerson? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, having class in person really does help my focus because I tend to like, I don't know, like if there's somebody doing something outside my apartment, uh, like outside the window, I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, like what are they doing? So it's easier for me to focus when, and having everybody there and knowing like if we're struggling on something, knowing that I'm not the only one struggling with it is very nice. And um, having the teacher there to help me and I don't have to like email her and then wait for like an hour or so for the reply. I can get help right then. Brian, you got anything? Yeah, I have a lot of mixed emotions about it. Um, It's just, I don't know. I don't know if I like it again. I just got so used to being virtual and waking up five minutes before class. And now my body has to get used to waking up like an hour and a half before just so I can get ready and actually wake up. So it's just, it's been a, it's been a struggle having to wake up for classes and get ready and look somewhat presentable. Um, As before, like beforehand, I would usually not turn on my camera and I just like lay in bed and just listen. But now I actually have to like get up and go to a class. But that being said, I really do enjoy being in person. I I definitely learn much better that way. I actually pay attention. And a lot of the professors, I think, seem to like it as well. Um, I have Newhouse for um, American Literature after 1700, and he's just so much better in person than virtual, no offense. Um, He's doing a phenomenal job, but just the energy is so much higher, and it's so much more entertaining. You know, the class is more fun and interactive than just being virtual. And so, yeah, I really do like, I like it. And also like first day, like I was walking to my class and I was caught off guard when I saw people walking around main lawn and actually talking. It felt weird. It felt so strange. I don't know if anyone else can agree with me on that. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, Emerson. I like pulled into the parking lot the other day and it just like, it was filled with cars and I just, I was like, that. this is a great thing. I love to see it. I'm used to seeing the parking lot being empty when I'm showing up for stuff that I have to do on campus. And it's just like a desert, or not a desert, a deserted like parking lot. 
anyways, but it's just like, it made me really happy. I was like, if things are finally like we're getting on a roll, it feels normal almost. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like we're slowly getting back to like a, like a new normal or the old normal we used to have. Um, so yeah, that's really nice. Um, but yeah, classes have been really great. I have been late to all my in-person classes at least once by now. Um, so I got to get used to getting better at that. Um, but yeah, also another cool thing that's been happening on campus is that a lot of applications have opened up for different like student leadership positions. Isn't that so cool, y'all? Yeah, I completely um, think that's amazing. I, I remember this time last year, I was sitting here in my first year filling out these applications, really nervous about hoping to get the job. Um, and thankfully, I did. Um, there are four applications that are currently live. Uh, I'm sorry, five applications that are currently live. Um, there's the residence assistant position, the orientation leader, the orientation leader, student coordinator. Um, and a peer mentor. And then there's also uh, applications being accepted now for an admissions ambassador. You can find the information located all around the school, including QR codes and descriptions of them. So if you want to check them out, um, just look out for them. I know there's one inside the CAF, like when you walk into the front door on the student involvement board. Did they send out an email about that? Um, yeah, I believe that they're advertising it as much as they can. Um, I haven't checked the pacer this week, if I'm being honest, it's Friday. Yeah. But I wouldn't doubt if it was inside the pacer. I do know that it is on social media. Yeah. And they're also putting areas for you to ask questions in case anybody has any questions regarding the role. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know these are good opportunities. Personally, I, I do have jobs with two of them. I'm both a resident assistant and an admissions ambassador, and it's a great way to learn leadership skills, um, also just job skills in general, and it prepares you um, to kind of beef up your resume a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Also, um, yeah, going back to the social media thing, a lot of the, a lot of the um, positions that are opening up um, a lot of like the QRs, codes, and links will be on on basically every social media that has that has to do with peace. I know a lot of students that have held or are currently holding those positions are doing takeovers as well. So like if you guys have any questions, you should definitely check those out and ask questions. Um, but yeah, I also hold um, the resident assistant position and I was an orientation leader last summer. And honestly, I'm excited to apply again for orientation leader because it was a lot of fun um but i have a question do you guys think it's overwhelming the fact that there are so many application ha applications happening at once or do you think it's a good thing personally i feel like if i was in the position and i didn't have you know these roles uh and i had to um apply for the first time i would be kind of scared you're looking at it and you're like oh my gosh there's five different jobs i could get but my best advice would be obviously like apply to all of them. You know, if you don't get orientation leader, I didn't get orientation leader, but I got residence assistant um, and they're all paid. So you get paid for doing something fun on campus and being involved. Emerson, what do you think about um, there being so many applications at one time? I think it can be a little bit of both, like overwhelming, but also like a really good thing because 
having those job options, that means you can look like and decide which one's best for you too. Even if you don't like apply to all of them, you can like check like the, all the information on them and compare it and stuff. But the amount, like the fact that there's five of them might be overwhelming to some students and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't know which one to choose or they all seem like really good, et cetera. I think for freshmen, it might be a little overwhelming because there's just so much happening, but I'm pretty sure that upperclassmen are kind of used to it. So I think they'd be more okay with it, but I know the freshmen got it. You know, I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll pull through somehow if they really want it. Um, but yeah, any other news happening on school? I know that there are plenty of events happening on campus. Um, between CAB and other organizations, they're hosting movie nights. I also know that they're having a build your own terrarium, which is kind of like a, um, it's a small plant. And then you build like a little bit of the um, surrounding. I know in the past they've had glass bowls and like aloe plants or succulents. Um, and it's something fun to do and kind of just something to let your mind really be eased from classes that are going on. It's on Friday the 19th at um, 4.30. They have it both in person and virtual. Um, you can sign up online using the Pacer Engage. Brian, do you have something to say? No, I was just going to ask, where could you sign up for it? But you already answered that question. Oh, yeah. Pacer Engage. <laughs> if you can't find Pacer Engage, you can always um, type it in the search bar at the top of peace.edu. Um, and then they also list other events that are going on. Emerson, did you have something to say? Yeah, I was wondering, are the plants real plants or are they like the plastic ones? It's just like, it doesn't matter to me because either way it would be cute, but I was just wondering. Yeah, so personally, I really love plants. I have three of my own because unfortunately one of them died, but they are real plants. And um, I believe it is a um, like a Zen succulent shop. I forgot the exact name of it. Um, that's local in the area that's um, bringing the supplies. And they're going to kind of help teach you how to make them properly. Yeah, I think that's a, a really great thing because, like, I, I also like plants. And I've got, like, six in my room. Actually, I lied, more than six. Um, but I think it would be really cool to learn how to actually put them together because I just kind of, you know, went with it. And they're living, but some of them are struggling. Yeah, I personally, I really enjoy my plants. I feel like they're kind of my babies, you know. We don't really have pets up here, and so I, I do have my fish, but I feel like taking care of my plants is also another responsibility of mine, and I feel proud that three of them are surviving and they didn't all die. Another activity, well, not activity, but another thing that's coming up on campus is that volleyball starts this weekend. We have two practices on Saturday and a three-hour one on Sunday, which is kind of crazy, but, you know, we're getting there. And then our first game that we don't have to start playing until March. Um, Mitch, do you have any other recaps for sports? Yeah, thank you, Emerson. Uh, it was a tough week for the men's basketball team as they dropped to 2-8 and eight overall. Suffered two losses to Averett University over the weekend. Friday, the boys were led by Bo Bryant with 17 points, and Saturday by Tyler Parton with 14 points. Pacers wrap up their season this weekend as they face Pfeiffer on the road Friday at 4.30 and at home Sunday at 1. Thanks, Mitch. The Pacers were able to defeat the Pride and sweep them in the series this past weekend, 
William Peace University women's basketball team went head-to-head with Greensboro College, taking a 77-68 win as the Pacers swept the Pride. The Pacers and Pride started off the first half putting up points bat-to-bat with the Pacers taking the lead in the first quarter. The Pacers played some strong defense and held the lead for the remainder of the game. This now gives the William Peace University Pacers an overall record and conference record of 6-4. and four. And the Pacers' top performers in that game were Sydney Austin, who had a total of 13 points, and she went from 5 for 11 from the field and 3 for 4 from the foul line. Kiera Williams also tallied 13 points and 7 rebounds. And the Pacers shot up 41% from the field and grabbed 44 rebounds overall as a team. The Pacers will play at home against Pfeiffer University at 6 o'clock p.m. this upcoming Friday. Yeah, it's a big week for Pacers sports. Uh, women's soccer is also in action this past week. Women's soccer opened up their season 1-1 one one after a win at Shaw, 3-2, by Screamer from Rainy Green. It was one of her two goals on the day. Uh, the serves are led by Rainy Green. Women are back in action this weekend versus Averett, Saturday at 2 p.m. It's a big weekend. And for, men, for men's soccer, your pace is open conference play where they went over defending conference champions. The William Peace University men's soccer team opened conference play with a win over North Carolina Wesleyan College, the defending USA South Conference champions. The Pacers now move to 101 overall and 1-0 in the conference. In the first half, neither team was unable to come up with a good scoring opportunity. Neither goalie would really be tested as it would be a defensive battle with both back lines playing a solid first half. It wasn't until Reed Taylor drawing a penalty kick at the 52-29 minute mark with George Aguilar stepping up to take the penalty kick. North Carolina Wesleyan's goalkeeper would come up big with the saves, but gave up the rebound, which Aguilar would take advantage of to put the Pacers up 1-0. With neither team being able to get into a rhythm, there would be three yellow cards in the second half. The back line of the Pacers would continue their extraordinary play as they would hold North Carolina Wesleyan with goalkeeper Jacob Smith conserving the clean sheet. George Aguilar had the only goal in the game, and the Pacers will now travel to Staten and Virginia to take on Mary Barnwin University on February 20th. Kickoff is scheduled for 3 p.m. Yeah, it's a huge win for the Pacers. Big statement win early in the year. Men's lacrosse team as well opened up this weekend at Wake Med. Uh, they opened the season 0-2 after two tough losses to Division II opponent Barton and Shenandoah. The team this year is led by seniors Finn McGrady and Nick Balso and compete again February 20th at Wake Med. And track and field finish off Kinley Giles, Norfolk State University Invitational this past weekend. On Saturday, the William Peace University men and women's track and field teams wrapped up competing the first ever indoor meet in program history. The Pacers competed against several D1 and D2 programs on the final day of the Kinley Giles NSU Invitational hosted by D1 school Norfolk State University. The men's 200-meter dash kicked off the day for William Peace featuring three runners. Brown led the way with a 23.54, which also the top time of Division Three sprinters in the competition. Davis and Wilkes were the other two. They both topped several Division Three competitors along with knocking off Division One, Division Two sprinters as well. Brown and Davis also won their heat in the race. Bennett was the lone female runner in the 200-meter dash. She started out well and nearly won her heat in the race. Two members of the women's team took part in the shot put competition. Brown threw in her first collegiate competition while Crowder joined in her first action since 2019. Brown threw the shot the third farthest distance in school history, which sets a new record for indoor at 7.33 meters. 
Crowder finished two spots behind her, just missing out on a new personal best. The last race for the Pacers was a 4-by-400-meter relay. The team of Brown, Wilkes, Truss, and Anchor Davis ran the third-fastest time in school history, stopping the clock at 3 minutes and 31 seconds. Not only was it the best season opening and best indoor time, but it topped the mark for Division Three teams and beat a Division Two team. WPU will be back in action next weekend as they'll travel to Roanoke College in Salem, Virginia for an invitational there. Yeah, and the last team to open up their season was the men's and women's cross-country team who competed in Rocky Mountain this weekend at the NCWC Cross-Country Classic. Tucker Soltes set a new personal record in the 5K where he placed over half of the field. As a team, the men placed second in all Division Three schools competing and fourth overall. The only, the only woman to compete, Bailey Lambertson, finished over half of the other field. They will only compete one more time, and that will be on February 27th, again at North Carolina Wesleyan for USA South competition. For all this information and more, be sure to check out GoPeacePacers.com to get all the updates on everything WPU Athletics. Thank you guys for the sports segment, and we'll send it back to you. Awesome. Thanks for that, Mitch. Um, Super Bowl. Um, now, you know what's something really interesting that I read online? It's that um, the Super Bowl has had the lowest ratings since 1969, which I think is crazy. Do you guys what What are your thoughts on it having low ratings? What do you guys think it caused? It? Do you think it was COVID or what? I believe potentially it could have been COVID. I do know that it slipped my mind that even the Super Bowl was occurring. A lot's going on, particularly in my life, so I could say that that was one reason why I didn't necessarily watch it. Um, and from what I've heard, you know, a lot of people who at least were uh, Chiefs fans, they uh, they didn't enjoy it as much. Even the halftime show. I heard people complaining of the halftime show. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was a Tampa Bay uh, fan um, this time around just because I'm Florida ground. So, of course, I'm going to root for my home state. But, yeah, a lot of people really weren't feeling the whole Tom Brady winning like 100 million times, you know. So I think that's the reason why people were kind of upset because – Tom Brady was part of the Buccaneers, and then he won, and then it's just kind of getting old now. Um, and a lot of people don't really like his views on things. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I personally enjoyed the, the halftime show. Um, was it the best halftime show ever? Absolutely not. Um, but one of the big complaints I did hear was that um, it felt very toned down because last year's com one of last year's big complaints was that it was a little over sexualized um, with Shakira and J Lo, um, which in my opinion I don't think it really was. But then again, it's my heritage because they did have a lot of um, mo like dance moves that came from like Latin culture. So for me, that's the norm, and I've seen often. But for other people, they're they're probably like oh. Um, so that was a big complaint from last last year, and then this year it was a little toned down. A lot of people really thought it wasn't as exciting, um, and a lot of people also did say that they don't they really didn't associate the weekend with the Super Bowl because usually the Super Bowl is like upbeat, fun music, and usually the weekend songs are 
very like mellow and like not in a bad way, but like they're usually like very chill. Um, and I I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. So personally, as a fan of the weekend, um, I do feel like. A lot of people misinterpreted his performance. Um, a lot of people thought it was all over the place. But in kind of like reading different articles that I've seen online, you kind of realize what the true meaning of his performance was. It's kind of like talking about his life. I mean, just about, I want to say it was like 10 years ago, the weekend was literally homeless. And now he's performing at the Super Bowl. Um, his performance was really kind of like a story of like a lot that happens in Hollywood with um, like the culture of celebrities wanting to like manipulate themselves. I know before the Super Bowl happened, there was a lot on social media with him getting the prosthetics to look like plastic surgery. Um, and he kind of like brought light to a situation that most people bring up here and there, but like they don't realize how much it impacts people like this. Um, I kind of appreciate The weekend for putting out a performance like that, but I can kind of see where it didn't, like, fit into the Super Bowl's usual, like, I guess you would say hype um, or, like, really interesting halftime show that everybody's looking forward to. I know that a lot of, like, big people that used to be a part of the commercials even took away their commercials for this year and didn't even participate in it. I feel like... Um, you know, this year was just a lot going on already. And last year, there was even more going on. So people just really didn't feel the motivation or the purpose to perform. Yeah, going back to the question I had asked originally, um, I feel like a big reason why people did not watch the Super Bowl this year is because a lot of like big companies pulled their com commercials away. And usually the Super Bowl commercials are like a big part of the Super Bowl culture. So, like, if there's not that much, like, commercials from, like, different companies, I feel like it's not going to really attract as many people because those commercials are really funny or they're usually, like, trailers for big, exciting movies for the summer. And there really wasn't much of that. The, the most exciting commercials were usually for Disney+. Plus. And so I guess that's a big reason. And also another big reason for why I think it wasn't as like viewed this year is because a lot of people actually streamed it online. People did not watch it on TV. So like people watched it on like YouTube and all that fun stuff where like people watch stuff. So I think that was, might've been a big factor as to why the, the ratings were very low for the Super Bowl on TV. You got any thoughts on that Emerson? I personally didn't watch it, but I think it was because like, I had other things to do like homework and I was there was a lot going on that weekend besides just like that. Like we have all these students are in school and usually like you get to be, you can go out and do stuff. And I think it has occurred to most of us that we cannot do that. Like we can't go to a big party and I think that's part of it. So less people were paying attention to it because they weren't making these big plans for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't even know the Super Bowl was happening until like the Friday before. <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't fully watch the game. I watched bits and pieces. The most I want, like, I on in all honesty, I'm usually watching the Super Bowl for the halftime show. I'm not a big sports person, but the Super Bowl is always interesting and it's always like a tradition to watch it. Um But yeah, speaking of like music artists, have you guys watched the new um framing britney spears documentary on hulu that just came out i think last week 
talking about the whole uh, Free Britney movement and all that fun jazz, Jordan? Um, I mean, personally, I haven't watched it yet. I, I don't have Hulu. I have Netflix, but don't have Hulu. So um, maybe I'll get around to watching it if I find somebody's Hulu to use. Um, but I have heard about it. I've seen it all over social media. So it's like a really big thing going on right now, especially with Britney Spears being the person she is. All right, sis. Well, I guess we have plans. We got to watch it together. Um, but yeah, um, and also, like, I feel like that might have sparked the whole thing with the judge denying her father her um, the con conversation. I can never say this word. Conservativeship. There we go. Conservativeship. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the people listening. I'm sorry. I am. Not good at speaking sometimes. It's Friday. <laughs> it is a Friday as well. Um, but yeah, the judge denied it. And a lot of people were actually protesting, saying free Britney and a lot of like um with a lot of posters and all that stuff at the courthouse where the the court was being held. So people are really, really passionate about this whole free Britney movement. And honestly, I'm very here for it. I think that she should be able to control her own life. You know, she is literally, I think, in her 30s. Like, she's no longer, like, um, you know, like the Mickey Mouse Musketeer or whatever back in the day when she was just a little kid. Like, I think she should have her own freedom and choose what she wants to do. I completely agree with, like, everything you're saying. I just think it's, like, really interesting that it's been going on for so long because I saw a video about it, like, a while back, like, years ago and um i don't know probably like my senior year of high school about it or something similar about the situation and that it's still going on currently is just crazy yeah this has been going on for a while i think her father took full control of everything she did i think back in 2008 when she was just 26 years old and she's currently 39 so it's been a long time it's been i guess 13 years now, which is crazy. It's like a whole, like, it's like she's being treated like a kid again at like an older age, you know, like being like treated as a teenager. It's just, I feel so bad because I, um, I was reading on Twitter again. I don't know if it's true or not, but I read that like over the summer, she went, she wanted to hang out with a friend and walk on the beach. And she did like, she went, she hung out with a friend, like, socially distant and everything and then her father got really mad and grounded her which is crazy to me i haven't been grounded since like middle school like and imagine being 39 that is just crazy and i just i really hope that things get better for britney and then she gets her full freedom because it's just not cool at all um any more thoughts on the whole free britney before we move on uh, there is a Disney movie that's coming out in March that I thought looked really cool. And I just like, I don't know why, but we were talking about TV and I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, we talked about Disney Plus. That's what it was. Raya and the Last Dragon looks really cool. Just March 5th, it starts streaming on Disney Plus. So it's doing that same thing that like they do with Mulan or like the Croods where you have to like pay for it first. But I think it looked like I watched the trailer a couple of times. It looks really good. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Um, I know it has to do with um, like an Asian fairy tale or something like that. So that's exciting that there's more representation happening with, with, like within the Disney 
franchise and community and stuff. So I'm really excited. Um, speaking of that movie, um, are you guys willing to pay like the 30 bucks or would you wait for it to go fully free on Disney plus, or would you actually go see it in the movie theaters? Jordan? Um, I'm a cheap out and I'm going to wait. I think personally, you know, just having a busy life, I wouldn't like rush to go see it. Um, but I mean, if I had kids, it'd be a different story. It'd be something new for them to watch. Um, but being a 20 year old, almost 21 year old college student, I'd probably just wait. Um, but on the topic of them, like bringing in more like cultural ideas to, um, Disney, like, I really love that, how they're bringing in, like, um, more diverse actors and even roles in the movie itself that are animated. Like, that's a wonderful thing. Um, I think it's a great step towards um, just, like, making Disney even better than what it is. I I completely agree with all that. And where'd it go? It was there. Um, oh, okay. So I personally... Unless I have, like, a group of people that want to watch it and we each, like, put, like, $5 towards paying for it, I probably won't pay for it to be, like, when it first comes out and I'll just wait until it's free. But I would love to be able to go to a, back into a movie theater. Like, we, um, I think Wonder Woman came out on Christmas Day. And yeah. we would always like go see like a movie on Christmas Day because it was just kind of our thing because Star Wars movies come out then and my sister and my dad love Star Wars. So that was like always our thing. And I was like, you know, like Wonder Woman comes out and like the Croods is coming out too around that time. Like, can we go see one of those? And he was like, no. So I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get to go see those, but I would love to get back into a movie theater. It's the atmosphere, getting a popcorn, etc. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I don't think I would pay the thirty dollars. I'd rather pay like ten bucks at the Alamo and then have like bottomless popcorn for like eight bucks, and then me spend eighteen dollars. Um, I don't think thirty dollars is worth it for just one person. Maybe if you had children, I think it'd be worth it because like when you go, it can get expensive with like three kids, two kids. Um, but yeah, I. For I think for us college students, I don't think the 30 bucks are worth it, especially since the majority of us are usually broke. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also uh, speaking of Disney Plus, today actually, um, Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella came out. Um, I'm a big theater nerd, obviously, I'm a theater student. Um, this movie, which has which stars Brandy and Whitney Houston was a big deal for me as a kid. I loved this movie. Um, I feel like it was one of like the first introductions to musical theater for me. Um, it's just an amazing movie. And I'm so glad that Disney plus has put it in to the streaming service. Um, it's a, for me, it's a fun way to just think about theater, relive it. Um, and just, I'm excited to watch it again. It's just such a good movie. The songs are classic, they're iconic, they're golden age. And I'm super excited to rewatch it again. Would you guys watch that movie or is it like a pass for you guys? I mean, I always love reminiscing, you know. It'd be something nice. Even movie night would be great. I need I need a movie night, okay? <laughs> I've had a lot going on. I need a movie night. 
so yeah, uh, moving on from Disney Plus, um, the talking still on the on the conversation of music, the Rock and Roll Hall Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, has announced its nominees for the 2021 induction. Um, it's a really interesting list of nominees. Um, I'm gonna go through them and. I'm going to butcher some names because I am awful at this, but there's some very notable names in this list and a lot of names that you, would, you wouldn't think about when you think of, like, rock and roll, I guess. Um, so the list goes as Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carol King, Bella Cootie, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Diane Warwick. So those are the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it, so yeah, for you to be nominated, you have to uh, you have you should have had your first release commercial recording at least twenty five years prior to the nomination. So that means you've had you must have you must have at least a twenty five year career. So that's wild. Um, Jay Z and rock and roll. Did I did I hear that right? Yeah, I was very confused. As well as LL Cool J. Yeah, I didn't expect these names here, but I was like, all right, cool. And also like Carol King, I wouldn't say her music is rock per se, but at this point, I think they're just saying like like iconic artists throughout. I guess the the age. I guess. Um, so that's really cool. Um, fans are able to vote starting, not starting today, but like from now until April 30th. So if you heard a name that you bob to all the time, you should go um, vote on rockhall.com. Or if you're in Cleveland, which let's be honest, you probably aren't unless you live there, you can go vote in person at the museum in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, out of the list, who do you think, who do you want to win the induction? I see Tina Turner's name on this list. I do like Tina Turner now. Yeah, she that was what lot. I was thinking too. She went through a lot. Yeah, I'm with you guys on that. I am a huge Tina Turner fan. <laughs> um, I love her music. Uh, she's just a huge inspiration because she just, she's there as a reminder that like you don't have to start at an early young age like her career like blasted off into space when she was 40 years old that is crazy because beforehand she was married to ike turner and we know how that went that was not a cute marriage and it was awful but she left him and then she started her solo career and boom I, it was a huge hit with a lot of amazing songs um so yeah i'm re i'm really rooting for tina turner i love her music so much she is amazing but i'm also really excited to see iron maiden and rage against the machine on this list they're like pretty pretty much like very like hardcore rock music and so I'm, i think that's pretty cool that they have like a huge variety so I'm excited. I'm excited for for the winner to be announced pretty soon, um, in like two months. So 
we'll talk about that once the winner is announced in a long time from now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's it from me with the pop culture news. Anyone else have anything they want to add or talk about pop culture related? No. Awesome. Well, I think we're good for today. Um, thank you guys for joining and listening to us. Um, oh, Jordan, do you have one more thing to say before we skedaddle? I just wanted to remind people to keep checking your email for yes. the COVID testing. Yes. Otherwise, public safety will come knock on your door. And mm. it's very terrifying. Trust me. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that's it for today, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. And we'll be back again next week. So you'll hear from us later, I guess. Um, all right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.